good morning to you, everyone, wherever you are listening to me today. We give all the glory to the Lord for the privilege that you have granted unto us to see yet another day. It's by grace that we are alive today and we have been privileged by the mercies of God to experience yet another Sabbath. So we give all the glory to the name of the Lord. We ascribe every worth of praise and adoration to Him. He alone is worthy of our praises. He alone is worthy of our honor. Can you join me as we glorify the Lord? We're going to worship Him. Thank you. Say sweet words to Him. Thank Him for the privilege that He has granted unto you this morning. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit says the Lord of hosts. If not for the grace of God, what would have become of us? Just appreciate Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Appreciate Him. Look through your life and thank Him for everything that He has done in your life. Give Him all the work, all the praise. Worship the Lord from the depth of your heart, from the, from the core of your being. Glorify the name of the Lord. Worship the Lord. The Lord of the Son of Behila Kabaha, Sisus Ibelahandes. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. There is no one else like you, Father, we worship. El Shaddai, 
el vino. El Helio. I am that I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. Our help in ages past. The rock of ages. Father, we thank you. The lily of the valley. El Helio. Worship. From the core of our being, Lord. We glorify your name. We think through everything that you've done for us. And God, we glorify your name. Father, we worship you. What is man that does mindful him? The son of man that does visit him. Father, we worship you. Thank you for the glory that you have imparted upon our destinies. Thank you for the glory that you have imparted upon our lives. Father, we worship you. Thank you for grace. Grace upon grace. Mercy upon mercy. Lord, we worship you. How can we repay you? How can we thank you? If you begin to think about the things that you have done for us, if you begin to count, you are going to lose count. Even when we were not faithful, you were faithful, Lord. Father, we worship you. We thank you. Accept our thanksgiving this morning. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that even as we communicate your word, we declare in the name of Jesus. Let the understanding of your word come in the name of Jesus. Let the power of your word, let the power of your truth alight upon our spirit in the name of Jesus. That is, let your word penetrate our lives. Let it bring forth results. Let it bring forth fruit. That your name alone will be glorified. Let's be that name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Alright, once again, I welcome you this morning to another exhortation. So, I, I pray this morning that the essence of what God wants to do in our lives, even in this season, shall not be truncated in the name of Jesus. What we are doing currently is not what any man thought about. We are doing this based on divine instruction and based on divine recommendation. So that's why I always say that every time you receive this audio every Sunday morning, make sure that you listen to it well enough. Digest every bit of, of the message in it and then share with people that are around you so that other members of the fellowship can be blessed. People that are not alive can be blessed. So I'm trusting God for, for that which He desires to do in our lives even in this season. Even though a lot of things have been put on hold, but I'm telling you that God, <laughs> God, the work of God, the will of God, has not been put on hold. He that sitteth in heaven laughs. He that sits in heaven laughs. The work of God, what the, the will of God, what God wants to do 
will surely manifest. So that's why, even though at this point it seems as if such, I mean, a lot of things have been put on hold, I'd like to say to you that make sure that you find something tangible that you are doing. Make sure that you keep on equipping yourself in any way that you that you can equip yourself. Make sure that you keep on equipping yourself. Do not lose around. Not just stay idly and waste your time. I'm telling you that this is a strategic period that even though certain things have been put on hold, God is doing something on the hand. God is raising giants. God is currently nobody keeping his hammer. So do not waste your time. Make sure that you commit your yourself consciously to tangible things. By the end of this period, you will be surprised at what God will have done with your life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the will of God for our lives, even in this season, shall manifest in the name of Jesus. Last week, we concluded series on intimacy with God. In the course of this series, we shared certain things. I hope you are blessed. So this week again, I mean today, today we are we are going to begin, we are, we are going to begin another topic for another series, as it were. And the title of the of the topic for this series is Living for His Pleasure. I said that the the topic of the series is Living for His Pleasure. Living for His Pleasure. As creations of God, what the Lord has created in every one of us for basically or primarily is that we live to fulfill His will, we live to fulfill His pleasure, we live to make His pleasure, we live to satisfy His pleasure. Yes, that's why God has created each and every one of us. But our essence as God's creations is found in our ability and our capacity to be able to live to the to live to satisfy the fullness of God's pleasure. When we begin, where the destinies of people begin to become truncated is when they begin to live for self-pleasure. When people begin to live for self-gratification, when they begin to live for self-satisfaction, that is when the destinies of people will begin to will begin to wobble up. But as long as we can remain in alignment with our creation, with our our creator, our the God in heaven, as long as we can remain in alignment with him and do as he pleases and do according to the specifications of his instructions for us, then are we able to live in his pleasure? And as we live in his pleasure, as we live in accordance to his will and satisfy his pleasure. Is when our life, the essence of our lives, will come truly and will come to manifest truly. I pray the Lord will grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. This series is another very important series, so I do not want to, for any reason, miss any of this, any of this section of this series because God is about to transform your life. God is about to make your life break out of every strange thing that has pulled you out from the path of God's will. Whatever that has pulled you out from the path of God's pleasure, God is about to, to restore you back. God is about to cause a restoration by the power of His word. 
I'm trusting the Lord that by the end of this series, you are going to find your place as it were in the scheme of things, in the scheme of God's things. By the end of this series, I'm trusting the Lord that by mercy, by mercy, you are going to find your place back in the scheme of things. In the name of Jesus. All right, I want you to come with me to the book of the book of John chapter 17. The gospel according to Saint John chapter 17 from verse 1 to 10. This is the scripture we are going to use basically for this series. However, we have other scriptures that we are going to consider in the course of the series. I'm just this one I'm just going to give I'll just read verse, verses 1, 2, and 3 so, so that we can move on. Now, follow me, John chapter 17 and verse 1. These words, this Jesus Christ prayed for his disciples when it was time for him to leave his disciples. And then certain burden came upon his heart. It was, I imagine Jesus Christ thinking about how he was going to leave his disciples you know when the disciples of jesus christ were with him it was it was easier for them to leave i mean i mean if you look at it comparatively it would have been easier for them to leave in the will and, and in the pleasure of god because jesus christ was still around because he was still alive and he was still he was still they were still within the confines of jesus so it was easier for them to to live in the pleasure of God, to live in the will of God. So the burden was cast upon the heart of Jesus, and he was thinking, began to think about what would happen after he left this world. So he began he began to pray for them that God would God would uphold them. He began he began to communicate to the Father how that from verses verse one two three he began to communicate to the father how that he lived in the pleasure of the father he lived in the accurate will of the father how that he showed eternal life to the, to people because he showed the father to them and they were he was able to show eternal life to people so jesus christ communicated to the father how that he, he lived his life in, in accurate in accurate in accuracy to god's will to the father's pleasure so that that's, if you look at this verse, I mean, this chapter, you're going to see Jesus Christ communicating to the Father, communicating his burden to the Father, how he lived in accordance to the will of the Father, and then how he prayed for the, for the disciples so that they could also remain in the will of the Father, so that they could also do well in God's pleasure. So let us consider the, the chapter, John chapter 17 from verse 1. Follow me, KJV. These words speak Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the heart is come glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee verse 2 as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him verse 3 and this is life eternal what is life eternal follow me that they must know thee the only true God that that's what life eternal that's what eternal life is that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent now verse 4 I have glorified thee 
on earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. Yeah. So, as I said that this is uh, the chief of the scriptures that we're going to be using for a couple of weeks that we'll be using for this series. So, I'm going to stop here for now on this scripture. Now, let's go to. I'm st- we are still going to come back to the scripture today, but let's go to another scripture. Two other scriptures actually like i said that the topic for this series is living for his pleasure living for his pleasure living for his pleasure the the, the fact that you have found yourself as an entity as a living entity on this earth or on this plane of of, of life now goes to say that there is a reason in the heart of the Father. goes to say that there is a reason in the heart of your Creator for creating you. So you are not just a, you are not a mishap. You are not a mishap. You, you didn't come to be because of um, I mean some scientific um, cook-ups or something. You didn't come to be on this earth by mistake. Even though your parents probably did not plan to have you and i'm telling you that god had planned for you even before you even before you came to the earth god planned for you before you came to the earth so because of the fact that god had the plan for your destiny so that goes to say that now that you have found yourself on this earth it means that you cannot live your life anyhow you cannot decide to live your life the way you like you can decide, but when you decide to live your life anyhow, it means that you are already veering off from the path of the will of Him that created you. Because He that created everyone for us created us for, for specific purposes. This is the reason that we cannot live our lives as beings of pleasure. I hope you're following me. There is a there is a there is a desire in the heart of the Father. There is a will in the heart of the Father for every one of us, that every one of us who wants to live accurately in the plans of the Father must, must make sure he or she follows. He must make sure that he wants, if you want to do the will of the Father, then you must make sure that you follow accurately what he has put down for you as instructions. So, you are not an accident. The fact that you have found yourself here, you are, it shows that you are not an accident. You are never a mishap. Do you understand? Now, let me tell you something. You may not understand, but let me say this to you today. That, of course, there may be illegitimate marriages. There may be illegitimate marriages. There may be illicit marriages. But I tell you today that there are no illegitimate children. There are no illegitimate children. <laughs> the Bible says, He that seated in heaven laughs. There are no illegitimate children. God is the one who is the sovereign king who is in charge of everything. So, the, the fact that you have found yourself here on the earth goes to say that you are not an illegitimate entity. You are not an accident. You are not an accidental entity. There is a will. There is a, there is a reason in the heart of the Father for creating you. There is a pleasure in the heart of the Father for your sake. So, before you came to this earth, God knew you had a plan for you. So, the fact that your creator had a plan in mind, has something specific in mind concerning your life, goes to say that you cannot live your life the way you want it. 
So, and, but if you decide to live your life the way you the way you want it, the way you like it, it means that what the creator who created you has in mind, then that means you would have veered away from that path. You would have veered away from the will of your creator. Hallelujah. So now let's go to another scripture. The book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. We are going to use so at least I want to use amplified version. If you don't have amplified version, just follow me as I read. The Bible says, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. And both to will and to work, that is, strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good. What did I say? I said, for his good pleasure. So, let's check that scripture again so that you will have a better understanding of what I just read. It says again, for it is not, it is not your strength, for it is God who is effectively at work in you. Both to will and to walk, that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. So there is a purpose that you must fulfill that has been waiting concerning you in the Chronicles of Zion. Now, before you could fulfill that purpose, now it's not by for you to fulfill that purpose, it's not by your power. It's not by your strength, it's not by your capacity. So for you to be able to fulfill that which your creator has written concerning you before you were even born, then that means that you must do according to his pleasure. That means that the purpose the father has in mind for your life, it is for his good pleasure and not for your own pleasure. You are not supposed to, as, as a creation of God, you are not supposed to live for your own pleasure, but for the pleasure of your creature, of your creature, of your, of your, your creator. You are not supposed to live for your own pleasure, but for the pleasure of your creator. As creations of God, this is what we are supposed to be. We are supposed to bring glory to the Father. We are supposed to bring glory to our creator. We are supposed to bring honor to him that has created us. So there is a purpose in the heart of the Father for creating every one of us. And that purpose in a bid, in a, I mean, in a bit to fulfilling that purpose, God Himself is the one who energizes us. He is the one who strengthens us. He strengthens, he strengthens us. He energizes us. And then He is able to work effectively that which he desires for us to do. But he does all of these things as we yield ourselves to him, as creations to him. As we yield ourselves to him, as his creations. So, but when we do not yield ourselves to him, we could decide to live for our own pleasure. We could decide to live our own self-gratification. We could decide to live our own self-satisfaction. But when we decide that thing, that means that we would already 
God has made you for everyone and God has everything in this kingdom. Hallelujah. So, what I want to do today is just to lay a foundation for the teaching that we have done for the, for the next couple of weeks. But I pray that the Lord will make this insight in the name of Jesus. So, there is a purpose in the heart of the Father, but it is God that will work it in us both to do and to be for His good pleasure. So, whatever that your purpose is, whatever your purpose is, I say to you that the essence of that purpose which God has put upon your destiny. The essence of the urgency upon your destiny that the Lord has put is to the hand that you will you that you will bring pleasure to him. Bible says that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I'm going to bring to you another scripture that confirms this so. And then you said that you will understand that. I didn't just cook up some some I mean some fables so that I can say that I'm, I'm trying to complicate something or things like that but what i like to say to you this morning is that god created you for a purpose and for the purpose to materialize and to be effective you need to stay in alignment with the word god wants to do in your life you need to stay in alignment with the will of the father for you because it is god that works in you he's the one who strengthens you he's the one who energizes you so that he can work effectively in his will in order to bring pleasure to him do you understand so that is what god has created us for not to live for self gratification not to live for self-satisfaction as a lot of people do today Hallelujah. so it says that god is effectively at work in you God is effectively at work in you. This is the the message of Apostle Paul to the I mean, to people to the um, Philippian believers. He wrote while he was in the prison. He wrote this this epistle to um, he wrote this epistle to the people I mean, to the Philippian believers. So. He said to them, he said, God was at work in them. That's what he wrote. He said, God was at work in them, both to will and to walk. Both to will and to walk. Strengthening, energizing, and creating in them the longing and the ability for them to fulfill their purpose. But the essence was that so that they would bring pleasure to God for his good pleasure. So, the which God has created you for is still the one. So that's which is in the heart of the Father for you specifically. Before you can fulfill that, what you want to do is that you need to work in alignment with Him. So as you work in alignment with Him, as you work in accurate alignment with Him, what happens is that He, he, he makes you to he, he works in you effectively, He energizes you, He strengthens you. It works in you in order for you to win and to work, for you to be able to walk in the line of that purpose. He is the one who is going to energize you, he is the one who 
is going to strengthen you. So if you want to fulfill what is in the heart of the Father, what has been written concerning you in the chronicles of the book, in the chronicles of Zion, what you need to do is that you need to walk in accurate alignment with the Father, with your Creator, with the Holy One who has the, who has the, um, the blueprint of your destiny. Everything has been written concerning you. He knows everything. So if you want to fulfill that, say something to you this morning that you begin to know the day you begin to fulfill the will of the Father. That's when you begin to know. The day you begin to fulfill the will of the Father, the essence of your creation as an entity from God. The day you begin to know is the day that you begin to fulfill that essence. For 15 years, you will live for 60 years, you will live for 30 years. If you have not found what has been written concerning your destiny, the chronicles of Zion, you have not begun living as an entity from God. Because there is, a, there, is a, there is an essence in the heart of the Father for your creation. So the day that you begin to live in the house of God, in the, I mean, to God, to God, the day you begin to live is that day when you begin to live, you begin to fulfill what has been written concerning you. Even before you were born. Hallelujah. A lot of people have lived for 60 years. A lot of people have lived for 70 years. Some have lived for 80 years. But but in the in the in the place that matter, eh, in the place where where the where where things matter, eh, they have not lived even here. Why? Because they have not lived in accordance to the will of their creator. It is my joy to you. It is my joy, Father, this morning to bring you God's word. That you need to find your place in the scheme of God's things so that you know where you are, so that you know where your life, like some people have done, so that you wouldn't make a shipwreck of your destiny, like some people have done. You need to find your place in the scheme of God's things, you need to find your place in the, in the agenda of God's kingdom. So the way to do that is to live in a great alignment with the Father. Let's check another scripture before I virtually round off for today. We are going to continue next week. Let's check Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Revelation chapter 4, the book of Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, KJV. The Bible says, Then has word the 20 and 20 followers. They are the ones who declare this. Says that thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things. Bible says, For thou, look at that, says, For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and well created. Can you see? This is another scripture that confirms what um, Apostle Paul told the Philippians. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 13, it says that for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they have been created. So, your existence today is for the pleasure of God. When you begin, when you continually live for your own pleasure, in the, in the scheme of God's things, you are not where you are. You are not beginning to live because you are not living for the pleasure of the Father. 
Compared to eternity, the time that we have to spend here on earth is so short compared to the time that we have to spend on earth in eternity. This is why you must live your life consciously. This is why you must be intentional about your life on a daily basis. You must make a conscious decision of living for the Father because that is what matters. Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, I have glorified. Look at that for Jesus Christ spoke to me. He said, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. I want to ask you a few questions today. This time before I close. I want to ask you a few questions before I close. Now look at what Jesus Christ said again. If I ask you those questions, verse 4 says, I have glorified thee on the earth. Can you say that you have glorified the Father? Can you confidently say today, if somebody comes to you this morning and asks you a question that, oh, Abiola, does your life glorify the Father? Does your life glorify? What would you say? Would you be able to say that, oh, my life glorifies the Father? Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ came to do the will of the Father, and at the close 
Jesus of the Lord and because of your ministry, we decree say this once and we say that. See that verse where he says, he says that I have glorified thee on the earth and I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. He said it with this audacity, saying with this intention, like he knew what he was saying. He wasn't just guessing, he wasn't just, he didn't just put those words together because he wanted to impress the people that were around him. He said those words out of a genuine heart, out of the heart that was. says that verse 3 and this is life eternal that they must know thee the only true God that is a man speaking from the right motive now if you do not have the right motive there is no way you want to know for the pleasure of God now motive with which people do things matters a lot
let's check verse 3 again. Says that and this is life eternal that they might know the only true God. He said that God says, and thou has given me power over all faith that he should give. Can you see? Jesus Christ knew the reason. He was so conscious of the reason God sent him to the earth. So he said, oh no, the major reason God sent him to the earth said that he should give eternal life to as many as thou as you were in. Can you see? He knew the reason the Lord said that God sent him to the earth. So verse 3 now says that, and what is life eternal that he was talking about in verse 2? says that, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. Now look at afterwards. Now said, and Jesus Christ. Now he says that the people, yeah, that he says, he says that what eternal life means is that people would know God firsthand. Can you see a man of life eternal? That people would know God firstly before they would know Him. Can you see? Nothing matters so much in life. Once your motive is wrong, your result is going to be wrong most likely. Most likely. This is why you must work consciously on your motive. If you are working with the wrong motive, you will be a, a bishop in the church. You will be one of the most powerful evangelists in your environment, in your, in your territory. You will be one of the most sensitive prophets in, the, in, your, in your country. You will be one of the, one of the most powerful healers. Say to me that if your motive is wrong, then you go to go back to check that motive, check make it again, make sure that you reorient yourself so that you could work with your life in faith. Because when you are working for God, the motive to which you are working for God is, is so vital, is so crucial as, as that work is so crucial. Hallelujah. So you must make sure that you do not work with God, or do not work for God with the wrong motive because you will get the wrong result. What is your motive as a choir? I mean, as a member of the choir or as a chorister in the church, what is your motive? Do you sing in the church so that people can, so that people can applaud you? Do you sweep in the church? Do you, do you work in publicity in the media so that people can applaud you? Do you carry on? Do you sing because you want people to know that I've got a good voice? I mean, do you preach the gospel because you want people to know that you can speak good English? I mean, all sort of things. If you begin to sample, if someone did, I mean, the sample in the church and you ask people, the motive of their service, I mean, genuinely, you'll be surprised at what people will be saying. This is why every one of us, every one of us, after this, I mean, everyone listening to me, once you have completed this program, make sure that you go back. The way you live your life, what is the, what is your motive? What do you have at the back of your mind? Why do you live your life the way you are living it? What is the motive with which you are living your life? Nobody's arguing with you. Yes, you're an usher in the church, fine. Nobody arguing with you. You are the head of the media in the church, fine. Nobody's arguing with you. Nobody's arguing with you. You are a very powerful evangelist. Nobody agrees with you. You cannot ask you a question. What is your motive? Now, if you really want to live for the pleasure of the Father, then you've got to have the right motive. 
you must you must have the right understanding because what you're meeting with you today is for you to what you depend on for now. And as as relations of God, as entities that originate from God, every one of us, we must, every one of us, we must live for the pleasure of the Father. I'd like to stop here today. I said to you this day that go back, <laughs> put on your thinking cap, and ask the Holy Ghost to help you. How have you been living your life? This is still the first part of the series of the Trace of God's Word to take us on this journey so that the eyes of our understanding can be enlightened. I am trusting the Lord that for everyone struggling with his own appetite for the heart. That has stayed still and has made you to become a slave to a particular lust of the flesh. That has become so difficult for you to live for the pleasure of God. I pray for you that the grace of God will locate you in the name of Jesus. And that in which struggles with the pleasure of God for your life, that in which struggles with the will of God, that thing that contains with God's will for you in your life. What is your meeting? Does your life glorify God? Or who does your life glorify? Those two questions, we are, we are going to continue from here next week. But these two questions, I'd like you to go and answer these two questions. And I pray that the Lord grant you understanding. May the Lord bless His word for the salvation of our souls. Amen. 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 God bless you this morning for listening to this video. I hope you have been blessed. We are going to meet again next week Sunday. We are trusting the Lord. The Bible says that many are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. So we keep trusting the Lord. We keep trusting Him because in Him is our is our relevance. In Him is our refuge. We got no refuge apart from Him. So we keep trusting the Lord. Keep trusting Him. Keep living by His will. Keep living by His pleasure, so that that which lies in His mind can be done in our lives. I I hope that. If you listen to this audio repeatedly today, then make sure that you share with your friends so that what God wants to do through this platform, the Lord will do in our lives. And the glory of God is all there, and testimonies will be found in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Shall we pray? O Lord, our Father, we thank you. We give you the glory, we give you the honor. Blessed be the holy name. Thank you, Father, for the work that has come in life today. The Bible says that the entrance of thy work giveth life and understanding to the simple. Lord, we thank you for your life that has flooded our hearts. We worship you most high. Take all the glory, Father. Blessed be the Holy Will I pray in the name of Jesus that these words have been sown today will bring forth fruit, multiple fruits in the name of Jesus. That people will begin to live for your pleasure in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we are praying. Amen.